welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. For the past three years, the Brattleboro Words Project has been a collaboration between the Brattleboro Literary Festival, Wright Action, Marble College, Brooks Memorial Library, and the Brattleboro Historical Society. With the leadership of Lisa Weinman, Jen Austin, and Mary Ide, these organizations rallied around the goal of promoting the history of written words, printing, and publishing in our region. One of the organization's projects is quickly coming to fruition. The book, Print Down, Bradbro's Legacy of Words, will be released shortly. The collection of stories covers almost 300 years of local history. It plays like those greatest hits double albums did 20 years ago. Many of the stories will ring familiar to local history buffs, but there are some rarities in the mix that will make the collection robust and satisfying. The breadth, diversity, and editing of the project brings the theme of written words home in an appealing and enlightening format. There are stories of the Abenaki using the written word in their struggle with the colonists. Lucy Terry prints telling stories to keep her culture alive during a time of overt oppression. Benjamin Smead printing and publishing the first newspaper in Brattleboro. Holbrook and Fessenden turning Brattleboro into a printing and publishing powerhouse. Mary Palmer Tyler writing one of the earliest child care books in America. Clarina Nichols, one of the first female newspaper editors in the United States and a pragmatic feminist fighting for justice. Mary Wilkins Freeman, growing up in Brattleboro, establishing herself as a writer and becoming as well-known as Mark Twain. Then, there's George Kroll, who created one of the first recurring publications marketed to women. He churned his profits into developing Brattleboro's water supply infrastructure. T.P. James, a whimsical spiritualist channeling the musings of Charles Dickens' ghost. Rudyard Kipling, who lived here during the Jungle Book years and gained an appreciation of New England through his close friendship with local doctor James Conlon. For those who hope to read more current stories, there are sections about Saul Bellow, Tasha Tudor, and Total Loss Farm. Contemporary authors like Joyce Marcel, Rolf Parker Houghton, Chris Grotke, Steve Minkin, Nancy Olson, and Castle Freeman contribute to the assortment of tales told about Brattleboro's words. The book also focuses on the printing and publishing businesses. The Brattleboro Reformer, Town Crier, Vermont Printing Company, E.L. Hildreth, The Book Press, Stephen Day Press, and the Stephen Green Press are all discussed. The technological innovations which brought about change are also highlighted in this extensive volume. One of the topics in Printtown is Rudyard Kipling's short time in Brattleboro in Dummerston. While he was in our area, he wrote The Jungle Book and Captain's Courageous. In 1896, McClure's magazine began the serialized version of Rudyard Kipling's story called Captain Courageous. During the next year, the story would be published as a novel and add to Rudyard Kipling's fame as an author. It is the story of a 15-year-old boy who works as a sailor out of the Gloucester, Massachusetts port. You may wonder how Rudyard Kipling, an aristocrat from England and India, could write a realistic novel about the seafaring community of New England. It turns out a Brattleboro man, Dr. James Conlon, was the inspiration for the main character of the novel. The doctor was the family physician of the Kiplings when they lived here and became a close friend of the family during the four years they lived in the Brattleboro area. James Conlon was the son of Irish immigrants. He was born in Brooklyn, New York in 1851. Unfortunately, his mother died when he was quite young, his family disintegrated, and by the age of seven, he was working for a Cape Cod family in Chatham, Massachusetts. 
James's chores included farming and working in a grocery store. When he was 12, the Civil War was going on, and he took a job cleaning the Boston Naval offices and working as a messenger. One of the tasks was to run messages back and forth between the dock and the offices. When the war ended and the Conland was 15, young James went to work at sea. He worked on fishing boats and cargo ships out of the Gloucester Harbor. He sailed during the warmer months and saved his money so he could attend school during the winter. Sometimes he was a deckhand, other times he was a cook. He did whatever he could to make a living and save money for his education. By the time James was 24, he had left the sea and was working in a chair factory in Gardner, Massachusetts. From there, he was hired by Bradwell's Dr. Houlton and worked in the doctor's office and the Willard's drugstore in the Brooks House. In 1875, he began his medical studies at UVM in Burlington and received his degree in 1878. He moved back to Brattleboro and began his medical practice, setting up his office at the Crosby Block and living on Walnut Street. Dr. Conlon met Kipling in Brattleboro, and the two became best friends. Dr. Conlon would tell stories to Kipling about his young life at sea, serving as a cook, witnessing battles on the Caribbean islands, and struggled to survive with storms and diseases. Dr. Conlon helped deliver Kipling's oldest child during a snowstorm, and the two men became best friends. The two even made trips to places like Gloucester and Boston Waterfront to study the salty flavor of the busy port. These trips found their way into Kipling's novel, Captain Courageous. James Conlon appeared in the book as two characters, the 15-year-old main character Harvey and as the adult Captain Troop. The Gloucester ship that Conlon sailed in as a boy, the Lucy Hollums, also appeared in the story. When the book was published, Kipling dedicated it to Dr. James Conlon and said, I wanted to see if I could catch and hold something of a rather beautiful localized American atmosphere that was already beginning to fade. Thanks to Conlon, I came near this. Brattleboro has a rich and varied history of authors, printers, and publishers. The story of Kipling and Conlon is one of the many which highlight how this place and its people have had an outsized impact on the written word. The new publication, Print Town Brattleboro's Legacy of Words, will soon add to the legacy. We'd like to thank Caden, Ida, Kaz, Nina, Eliza, Maeve, Caden, and Savannah for reading this week in Brattleboro history. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.